Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all of your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real updates and statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, we have a very special guest with us today. Um, I know a lot, a lot of UCLA fans are, are happy to hear the name Martin Jarman, and we're happy to have him here on the show with us today. Martin, welcome in, man. Thanks, James, for having me. And and Josh, good to meet you. And yes, uh, congrats on the interception, man. The interception, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. I'm on kind of, yeah, one of those football highs right now. My first <laughs> pro start. Your first start. Your first start. Crazy, crazy comeback win. We were down 16 with two minutes left with that interception all that and then ucla having a great win it's just one of those mm. weekends where like everything is aligning all the good guys are getting dubs <laughs> <laughs> can't be mad about that speaking hey, of uh that was a big interception i saw it on twitter actually or x i saw it i saw oh, it yeah. twice and then the, and then i think you had five tackles too so you had a great game man i appreciate that yeah and i mean yeah on x and all the support from from um I mean all the Bruin fans yeah. has been, you know, I feel it up here. So I appreciate that a lot. Um just kind of jumping in. First of all, I'm I'm a little disappointed that both of you call it X. I still call it Twitter. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, Josh kind of mentioned it there too. Um the UCLA game, it was a big win for UCLA, but more importantly, um a pretty significant day for you and your family. Uh, is my understanding from what I've seen. Just tell me what that day meant to you um, outside of the field. Oh, uh, I mean, it was it was a special day. Um, you know, obviously, North Carolina Central, uh, a lot of people from North Carolina, I'm from North Carolina, but, but um, you know, with my mom, my mom went to North Carolina Central, and I had, you know, we had 16 people over for dinner Friday night, and wow. uh, so many people at the game. I ended up running into high school AAU basketball teammates that went to oh, Central wow. that I hadn't seen in 25 years. And, wow. you know, it was just the whole the whole feeling of having an HBCU at UCLA and doing a game like this. It's just it's just bigger than the game. You know, I spent time visiting with uh, about 20 journalism students from North Carolina Central that, that oh. um, have spent since Thursday going to the different studios in L.A., uh, talked to them pregame. You know, it's just this is the kind of game or experience that changes lives. And that's what we're about. We're mm -hmm. about impacting young people's lives. It's a game, right? Like, and there's some great benefits to the game. We got a lot of young guys, some, some reps and some experience that they wouldn't get. You know, I remember 
uh, TJ and, and Kamari Ramsey, their first action was mm -hmm. last year against Alabama State. And Kamari right. talking about how, you know, he needed that because he was nervous and, and being able to play in that game helped him get some experience. And now he's he's starting doing well, you know. So mm -hmm. so there's also the, the football benefit, but but it's not about the game to me. It's, it's about something that's larger than that, and that's impacting people's lives in a positive way. And that's what we want to do. And uh, it was it was special. You know, it was definitely special for me and personal for me, quite, quite frankly. But uh, it was a great day. Uh, just one other thing from that game. And I, I think even I think you talked to Dick Vermeil the day before. And I think yes. Jeff Kelly and Ken Norton talked to him on the field. But he was out there. He was a, a, one of the notables uh, that were out at the game. What was it like meeting him? I believe that was your first time meeting him. Yeah, I met him. So we had over a hundred football alumni uh, back mm -hmm. and, and it was awesome. They had an event Friday night. They invited me to come and um, I spent some time at the reception and coach Vermil and Carol, his wife, uh, they, they were the first two people I saw when I walked into Luskin. So I was <laughs> wow. able to have a conversation with him before we both went into the reception and it was, it was great. He was telling me stories. You just, I mean, you could just tell how he cares about people as humans, you know, and, and um, he's smart. He's funny. He's engaging. It's always things I've seen on TV and seen, but like talking to him and the pride that he has about UCLA, like that's just, that's what it's about. You know, those four letters transcends around the world. And it's people like Coach Vermeil who represented UCLA and still do that makes it such a great place. And like Josh doing things, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just being a part of, of UCLA is something special. And you realize when you talk to people like Coach Vermeil, who's been all over everywhere. He's seen everything and he just talked about how special this place is. So, so it was cool. You know, it was cool. I mean, for me, it was cool too, because one of my teammates up here went to NC central. So it was cool. It's always cool having, you know, that talk all week of, you know, my school, your school, who's going <laughs> to win all of that. And then for it to happen and, you know, UCLA gets to win. It's always nice. Um, and I mean, I appreciate, you just for like what you're saying and you doing that. I mean, in my time, we, we didn't get to have a game like that and we didn't get to experience like that. And you're saying what you did, like it didn't not only open doors for, like you said, the young guys on UCLA, but like just opening for even for the fans perspective of seeing, you know, HBCUs on a, on a, mm -hmm. on a bigger scale and put them on a bigger stage. And that could have also helped guys on those HBCU teams get, looks from the pros seeing how right. seeing how you know how's that linebacker hbcu stacking up against a carson Steele or you know mm -hmm. different things mm -hmm. like that so um i just want to commend you again on like something like that and just from everything i've seen because like this is my first time i mean officially getting to meet you and like we missed we had that we missed the window <laughs> it was like right there i was just leaving you're coming in um and from the outside in it just like you know, usually you, you have a player's coach and you seem like a student athlete's AD, like you're for the the kids, for the people. And um, it's just been awesome to see just like the revamp and just the it's like a, a new energy for UCLA athletics and just the success that has come. And you came at I don't know if you want to like James, if you want to get there from like the time yeah. that that he had to come into like COVID and NIL, yeah. and the mm -hmm. wild, wild west and just all the crazy things that were thrown at you off the jump and just how you've been able to navigate that. Um, do you want to talk about how that was at the beginning? 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I appreciate those nice those nice uh, words, Josh. Um, you know, the student athlete is is who we serve. You know, and I try to connect with students as as best as I can. Uh, the older you get, the harder it is, right? So mm-hmm. you got to meet people where they are. That's just in life. And uh, and I was a former student athlete. You know, so you try to draw on that experience. How would I want to be engaging with an an AD or or a person when I was a student athlete? But um. I came at a hard time, you know, it, it was yeah. a hard time for everybody, but specifically at UCLA, you know, you had the, the pandemic was just starting. And so no one knew the full extent of that. Um, we had a significant deficit, you know, uh, financially. So we were financially challenged and that's due to a lot of things. Uh, pandemic exacerbated that, but, you know, we had some structural issues from the PAC 12 networks and the money we thought was coming in that didn't. And, uh, and then we had an apparel deal that was the largest in the country that all of a sudden, even before, probably a month before I started, you know, sent us a letter saying they wanted out. Right. And, and that's a significant part of your budget that you were counting on yeah. financially. Um, and you got, you know, that drops in your lap, too. So, you know, we had a lot of challenges early on. But, you know, I, I don't think you look at any new opportunity for. Um, what it is. I look at an opportunity for what it can be. And that's what drew me to UCLA. And that's what I always see is what can we be at the best version of ourselves? We are leaders around the world. Those four letters are transcendent. You know, um, you don't always come to a place when it's at its peak, right? But what you try to do is you try to improve it and make it better and be a steward of whatever the program is that you're at. And so um, I never saw and focused on what we don't have or the challenges. I focus on, mm-hmm. I see the excitement of what we can be. I know yeah. what we can be. I feel it. I see it. And I just got to get here and learn to where, how we can move to where we get this thing going and bring energy. I mean, that's what I do. I, I bring energy. I bring juice and enthusiasm because to me, that's like, that's what you got to have. If you want to have any kind of level of success, you have to have passion and enthusiasm and it starts mm-hmm. there. And um, so we, we came at a, at a tough time, but the staff that we have is talented. The coaches we have, we've, we've added new, new coaches too. It's just a, it's a, it's a great program with great people. And it starts with the people around you. Um, Josh, I don't even, I don't know. I, we may have talked about this, but I don't know if you know, but when Martin came on and he started working uh, at UCLA, I don't think he met like 90% of his staff in person until like the yeah. next year he was like a year in before he even met like half his people they were just doing zoom calls like this and i'm like i don't know if i would have been able to pull something like that off think about this when i interviewed over zoom i had never been to ucla's wow. campus so so i i took the job sight unseen and then i didn't meet my boss uh who's been super supportive of me chancellor mm-hmm. gene block i didn't mm-hmm. meet him for like six months Wow. After I got the job in person, you know, because, again, wow. it was a crazy time. I never met him face to face until I was six months into the job. So, you know, it was it was it was a wild time. Right. Um, but, you know, you do the best you can with the information you have. And you keep learning. You keep moving. Yeah, I was about to say you probably have to learn. You have to learn and grow pretty quick uh, in a circumstance like that. Uh, Josh, did you have something else you wanted to follow up on there? No, I mean, well, there's two things. I say one, <laughs> the, the I could talk about the apparel situation mm-hmm. from the student athlete, the student athlete perspective for so long. I was, I wasn't like, I was one of the guys that was in charge for the football team of talking to the reps, and it was like, I gathered 
every complaint from the whole team. <laughs> Took them to the I I went to the rep meeting with all the other student athletes um, that represented their sports, and then I'm like, first let me just hear everybody else's complaints that's going. I'm like, dang, this is bad. And then <laughs> I start I start doing the complaints of of everything that the boys told me, and then usually like the other sports is like you know it's football so. They think that football has, you know, the better stuff and this and that. But then when they're hearing how bad it was for us too, they're like, "Okay, yeah, this is actually a problem because we we thought they we thought they had it sweet." So that, that was that was one thing. And then the other thing I want to get to was, it's it, you. It's like you miss out on one of the the best things about UCLA if you when you couldn't be physically there. It's like, of course, there's the campus, but. I mean, one of the things that I love about UCLA the most is just the the people, especially UCLA, UCLA athletics, like not getting to be around the people, like to see even the coaches like Coach Close, like mm -hmm. you learn so much from just the people around and just like I've been inspired by so many people just even outside of, like I said, outside of football, like the different coaches and the things I've learned that like I've learned from them from the outside looking in that I want to use when. I get into coaching and things like that. So um, I'm glad you get to you're fully in it now, you know, get to be around people and just learn from everybody and get to experience everything. Just the the beauties of being in UCLA athletics. So that's awesome. Yeah. The people is what makes it. I mean, you know, Bruin walk. Uh, I, you know, my first year there were there weren't students. So I didn't see Bruin walk for what it is now. Oh, like yeah. probably a yeah. year and a half in, you know, everybody was telling me about Bruin walk and I'm like, there's nobody walking on Broadway Walk, but uh, so it was wild. But yeah, the people is what makes this place special. To follow up on one of your mentors, uh, Martin, uh, Gene, uh, Gene Smith is retiring. Um, I knew he was a mentor to you. I knew you you worked under him um, at Ohio State. Um, but once he announced his retirement, then I started hearing about all these other people like Pat Chung, who's with Washington State and all these others that also worked for uh, Gene at one point in time. Are you familiar or did you work at the same time as Pat? And also uh, just talk about the impact that that Gene Smith had on you. Yeah, no, I, I did. Pat and I worked together for probably three years at Ohio State. Okay. So um, I spent eight years there. Gene Smith is, I think he's the best athletic director in the country. And, and again, um, I learned so much from him, his humanistic approach, um, empathy, having empathy and understanding. Uh, for others around you, serving other people, um, you know, as a as a black man, uh, he's you know he's from Cleveland, Ohio, played football at Notre Dame. Um, black man, former student athlete. Black man, former student athlete. Uh, so I saw some similarities from just his experiences, um, how he treats people, uh, how he makes decisions, how he's inclusive with his um, decision making process, uh, but how he cares for people. Those are some of the things that I learned. And, and again, everybody, you know, when you spend time with Gene, you're, you're just you're going to get better. Right. He just demands he demands a level of of um, commitment, success, excellence, whatever you want to call it. So you've got to raise your game. But I will tell you, you know, I learned more from Gene about, you know, being a dad and 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 how you have to sacrifice, you know, love is sacrifice and. You know, th that's some of the things that I probably got most from Gene is about being a person, a, you know, a, a great human being. And what does that what does that entail? You know, um, 
never being bigger than the people you're serving and the organization you're serving. I mean, I could go on and on, but he's his impact is um, I don't think you can measure it right now because to your point, James, there's so many people that that served under him that have gone on to become athletic directors, different things. So so you feel that impact and how um, his tree or his branches are. But all the student athletes, I mean, I remember so many meetings I sat in where he was um, meeting with a student athlete and the way that he could just connect and talk with them to help them. Uh, that, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that people don't see as an athletic director sometimes that you do. You know, when you can connect with students and help them along their journey, um, that's some of the most rewarding thing you can do. And, uh, I, you know, I learned some of that from, from Gene Smith and, and also being comfortable being who you are in your own skin, you know. And, um, you know, I, I, I could go on and on about his impact and what, what he means to me, what he means to our business. But um, seeing a leader as successful as him, it's, uh, it's inspiring and it makes you want to, uh, want to make him proud. And uh, speaking of Ohio State, the Big Ten, we're not that far away. I remember when that was first announced. You got the Big Ten on, cup coach. there. You're already ready to go. You're ready to go. Um, what what uh what has the the process been like so far? Uh, I know they, there's been some interaction, kind of uh, getting the transition going, but just where are things at? How have things been moving along for you guys? It's been progressing nicely. You know, this is this is going to be arguably the biggest change that we'll have and. You know, I don't know, 50, yeah. 60 years in our athletics program history. I mean, this this changes the trajectory of our program in, in such a positive way. Um, you know, we've been planning for this. Uh, we've had uh, we're doing a strategic planning process also because we want to get to the Big Ten day one and compete at a high level to compete at the highest level. You got to understand where are you deficient? Where do you need to increase resources? Um, how do you assess the competition? And so we're doing all of that, uh, but also we're working with the Big Ten on scheduling different things uh, and just being acclimated, getting ourselves acclimated to Big Ten life, you know, starting next year. So I, I spent a lot more time on that. Um, I have a familiarity with the Big Ten, obviously. I spent 15 years in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just think I'm, I'm so excited for what this is going to do for our athletic program, because I just don't think people here understand when we start playing the Wisconsin's, Nebraska's, Penn State's, Michigan's, mm-hmm. like it's going to be phenomenal. You know, the level of competition, the level of interest. Um, I, I just think you're going to see something you haven't seen in a long time. And, and that's something that's important to get all of our fans, starting with our students, because energy starts with the students, getting them more engaged and getting behind our athletic programs. Uh, donors and alumni getting on board, giving to NIL, giving to Wooden Athletic Fund, buying tickets. Like, I just think you're going to see this interest and energy level increase with the Big Ten move. And so I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I mean, we talk a lot on here of like, I mean, all the things that go into being ready for game day. And I don't think, I mean, a lot of fans don't get to see all the stuff that goes into it. I mean, from, yeah, traveling and meals and I mean, even academically what's going to be needed Mm -hmm. two different meetings the first one was with two of our doctors and ucla's um i'm going to get the name wrong it's pulmonary pulmonary um something but it's they're sleep doctors and 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 get your your rhythms had my first meeting with them last week where i talked about this is what the transition is going to probably look like we're going to need to understand 
how sleep, how we're impacted by sleep, going to different time zones, traveling different days. And so mm-hmm. what we're talking about is they're going to put together um, a program for our coaches and some of our student athletes and our administrators. We're going to start small, which is helping us understand sleep better, right? And how you best utilize those opportunities of, of sleep and resting and, uh, and learning your body. That, you know, we're doing that right now. That was my first meeting last week. We're going we're gonna to start an education process and use the experts we have at UCLA. We've got some of the best doctors um, in the world right here on this campus. You know, yeah. so UCLA Division of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine. That's the exact name. Okay, but um, we're going to partner wow. with them. We're working with them. So, again, that's going to look at and that's going to affect our decision making when we talk about when will we leave? Mm-hmm. What will the, you know, what do coaches look at and assess about game time and how much sleep and those different things. So we're going to do that. We're going to invest in that. Yeah. Another meeting I had was with our uh, leadership in our academic program on campus and in, um, in, in the one that's in athletics. And we're talking about learning specialists. We're talking about um, to be able to, to provide accommodations for our academic counselors, learning specialists, different people to go on the road. What is that going to look like? Do we need to staff up? Do we need to allow more for more flexibility with coming in on a Wednesday um, half a day because you were with the team on Monday and Tuesday? You know, so we're talking about that and ramping that up if we have to hire and we're going to hire one or two more people and look at and assess what do we need academically? We're starting to talk to the other schools. We have an agreement with the Big Ten that we can proctor uh, exams with their professors and faculty at their campuses. That's something that's going to be new. So we're going to also get support from the other schools, potentially, uh, based on whatever the academic curriculum is that our student athletes have, if there's another connection there. So we're working on those kind of things. out. And that's just mm-hmm. last week. So I'm just giving you two examples <laughs> of sleep and academics yeah, right. that we're doing. And the last thing I want to say, because this is a big miss, in my opinion, misconception about the travel. We're going to, in most instances, it's the travel will be the same. Number of trips will be the same or less, but the distance will be longer. For example, men's soccer last year in the Pac-12 took four away trips. In the Big Ten next year, they're going to either take four or they're going to take three, but they might be on a plane an hour or two longer per trip than they were before. Eight hours, mm-hmm. 365 yeah. days, young people. We're not like, not like old like me, younger people. Mm-hmm. By the way, elite athletes that come to UCLA, Josh, you know this, you've been traveling your whole life since you've yes. been 14, 15 years old as far as Florida, Texas. So yes, it's so I think people, when they hear to the travel, they think you're going to East Coast to Rutgers 12 times. Like that's what people <laughs> hear in their head. Yeah. But the reality of it is not that. Uh, that said, we're still going to do everything. We're monitoring it and we're going to mitigate it and we're going to we're going to make sure we pay great mm-hmm. attention to make sure our student athletes are not disadvantaged to a degree where their academics fall or, or um, some of those things that, that, you know, when you travel longer distances, that may be an issue. A lot has happened even since the last time I talked to you, um, <laughs> yeah. besides, besides the game, but the last time I actually had an That's interview. That's the kind of world you. we live in now. Everything's <laughs> yes. changing so much. Um, the, the addition of Washington and Oregon, um, I think they, they may be like, because of the addition of those schools, I think even the initial football schedule, and obviously this is a football podcast, so we just kind of lean on the football stuff a little bit. But um, I think, are they changing that? Or are they going back to the drawing board with some of yeah, that stuff? And, and does schedule. that help with the travel, I would imagine, getting those schools in the loop? Oh, 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so, so we were close. Obviously we had came out with the football schedule mm-hmm. at least for 24 and 25, and now that had to be, you know, mm-hmm. put, they got to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but for all of our sports, yeah. I mean, having Washington, Oregon is going to be great because most likely, um, you know, if I have my brothers, we would play Oregon and Washington in all of our sports more consistently. Right. And so that's for, for some of your Olympic sports, that's probably going to be one less trip to the East coast or Midwest. If you're now going to play Oregon yeah. and Washington. So that's, so I look at that as a positive. Um, and also too, from a competitive standpoint, you know, I think it's important to have West coast sports be strong and, and with Washington and Oregon and us and SC, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have good on good in a lot of our sports. And so I, I, I do think that's exciting because we're finally going to be viewed and better game times and viewership. And I mean, yes. where college athletics is going, that matters. That matters um, big time from a, mm-hmm. from, from an NIL perspective, obviously from a brand perspective, but also from a TV and media partner perspective, you know, we need resources to be great. That's a, that's a fact. You know, you're not going to get to where you want to get to without having resources to support your student athletes and the program and the success that you want to have. So, so, so that viewership piece is big as far as helping us get where we want to go. The same way that it, we put, I mean, helping NC Central and HBCUs put them on a bigger stage. It's going to put, you know, the UCLA student athletes on a bigger stage having, yeah, primetime games and these things. And another thing that, that, um, that factors into, I talked to James about is rankings, you know, because from the perspective of the voters who, you know, are on the East Coast that might have, you know, might not be able to catch these Pac-12 after they dark don't. games. They don't. Not Mike. They don't, been Josh, like, I'm telling you. <laughs> we've been getting we've been getting disrespected for so long <laughs> being in these really late games where I have my family on the East Coast. Like, yeah, like I couldn't watch the whole game. It started at yep. 1030, yep. you know, and 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 people like James that have to vote on the top 25 and have to, you know, all these games they are missing out. And then they're judging just on scores and stats, but not really understanding how the dynamic of the game went. And also, you know, like the talent that's on the field. So a lot of times we see all these guys from the Pac-12 going to the pros and they take, I mean, Dorian, for example. Yeah. He took, in preseason, he took the league by storm and everybody's like, whoa, this kid, you know, where's this? He was doing this every week. It's just, every week. We've seen that. <laughs> exactly. And that's like one of the, it's always one of the frustrating things when guys, you know, try to, you know, guys outside the Pac-12 try to, you know, talk about, you know, UCLA and other people. And I have to defend them. Like, you guys just don't see how we're playing. And I mean, SEC and, and, you know, those guys have always been getting the primetime slot. So even when guys aren't that good, they're just getting put on a bigger platform. So it's, you know, people see it more so. Jake Bobo um, got his first catch in the NFL this past weekend yeah. too. Hey, and that's that's something like I got to meet late. I mean, I didn't get to play yeah. with him, but I got to you know meet him through this and you know see him at pro day. And I'm just I, I'm excited for all the all the Bruins, but just yeah. something like that gets me gets me hyped. <laughs> um, before uh, we we still have a couple minutes here, and, and maybe we'll get uh, another topic or two after. But um, I wanted to kind of give you the floor a little bit, Martin. If, if there's anything, um that's going on at UCLA or fans should know about um, just anything that, that you, you know, kind of want to talk about. Is there any- yeah. Well, you know, I would say this is a critical time for us and uh, our athletics program. And, and what I mean by that is there's so much change going on in college athletics 
And what people fail to realize is the support from your base, your students, your alumni, your donors, your fans, that that matters significantly as far as um, interest, exposure, resources, all of that, and, and what you want to be. Like at the end of the day, part of the reason of going to the Big Ten is to have a seat at the table in one of the, if not the premier conference in the country, because that's going to be the leadership of where we're going over the next five to 10 years. And UCLA definitely deserves to be at that table and be in a leadership position and how college athletics is going to go. Um, and, and that's in the success also, right? Like obviously people are familiar with our success, but I don't think that everybody understands it just doesn't happen. We need fans to give, we need fans to support NIL. These are great opportunities for our young people to get brand exposure, to learn business, to do contracts, to get paid. Um, that's important because if you don't understand the importance of NIL, of, of, of Wooden Athletic Fund, of buying tickets starting this year, don't, don't wait till we're like, no, get it now because mm -hmm. that's what determines the success of a program. Recruit, Josh, you know this. Recruits coming to the Rose Bowl, they, they want a great atmosphere. Yep. They want to feel the energy. That's going to help them decide to come to UCLA. So, so the thing that I want to tell fans, get in now, do it now. Let's don't, let's don't, you know, complain about this or that. Like if you, if you, if you want to make an impact, help us, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to do our part. Trust me. We're working every day to do our part. Um, but we need, I would say we need more of our base to support and step up in this ever-changing landscape of college athletics. That's the deal. You know, and 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 it and it matters. You know, so so I would just say this is our moment. This is our time. We're we're about to go to the Big Ten, but we need to support now. You know, this could be a special season. It's football season. You know, we've got unbelievable talent. We've got veterans. Um, you know, we're mm -hmm. about to get into the heart of the season right now when conference play. We got a shot. You know, but we need everybody to get on board. We're not the kind of place that can just hit home runs all the time. We need to single and double this thing. And that means more people supporting in different ways. Whatever you can do, you should do. And that's what I would say to our fan base, because this is the moment. This is our time right now. Uh, and, and I'm excited. I told our former football players that came back. I said, I, I delivered a similar message to them. Like we need them back. We need them to come around, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you're here experiencing this with your former teammates. The best thing you do is go tell the teammates that weren't here to come back, that you had so much fun because our guys need to see you. They need to hear from you. They need to see your success. They need to understand what it means to be a Bruin. They need to understand these four letters can change your life and it will change your life. But they don't know that if you don't come back. They don't know that if you don't spend time. Right. Like that's how that's how you, you know, that's how you spell love. How do you spell love? Right. T-I-M-E. Time. And so we need our alumni back. We need our fans to give. We need that support because it's more important now than ever as we're about to go to the Big Ten and we want to finish the right way in this conference. I'm ready. Come on, get me in the locker room, get, Coach. I'm ready. You, Come on, you Josh. Me, you get me fired up. <laughs> go ahead, Josh. You got something Let's else go. to kind of finish this off? No, nah, but, I mean, that that's so real. I mean, from – I mean, I know I need to get around more. It's just the time, you know. <laughs> When I but when I get back, thing, but yeah, but when you I, can when, do it. Yeah, when and then when my season ends, hopefully I'll be able to catch a game or two um, at the back end, and you know get to meet you in person and all that. But 
yeah, it's a big thing. Um, yeah, even from like recruiting perspective. Uh, and that's one of the things that, that's been, you know, one of the issues in the past as far as like fan. I feel like sometimes fans and even alumni wait, yeah, wait to support, but it's like those non-conference game, like every game matters. And every game even matters. for for a recruit, if you had to take one of those early officials to the game and you're seeing, you know, empty seats in the stands, you're like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to not have the support when I'm here. So you want to, you want to feel the love as a recruit and see, oh, foreign players, oh, you know, oh, that's Anthony Barr. Oh, that's Eric Kendricks. You know, like when guys like that come around when, or like the, when, I mean, when I was getting recruited and seeing that, that's big, you know, mm-hmm. just seeing, seeing people like that around can help get recruits. And I mean, that's one of the things <laughs> going into the big 12, I think big fans 10. need big 10. Uh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. But getting, but the fans need to understand is getting, you know, how do we get these recruits by making them feel loved now so then the impact later. So, I mean, everything you're saying, like I said, you get me fired up. Yeah. And you know. I'll definitely, I'll definitely do my part. I mean, I try as from up here to support and, you know, be involved as much as I can from far away. No, I appreciate that, man. It's, it, it matters. All of it matters. You know how it is. I mean, we're 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 fighting um, the perception of West Coast and and late game times and all these things, right? And and you know what? At the end of the day, this is a great place. But we're great. We're best when we're all together and we're going in the same direction and we're all supporting. And that's that's what that's my message, man. Because I I see it. I I, I know it. Like I know we're 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 great already, but like, there's so much more to do and accomplish. And, and we need everybody on board. If we want to hit those goals, if you care, do something about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of what my mentality is this year. Awesome. Um, Martin, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we get an opportunity to do this again um, in the very near future. Um, but yeah, again, thank you so much for, for coming on, making this happen. And uh and I'm sure I'll run into you pretty, pretty soon here. <laughs> no, I, I want to say thank you to both of you. You know, I follow your podcast and your work, James and, and Josh, your, your commentary, your perspective is so unique because you lived it, you did it. And, and so I want to thank both of you for doing what you do because we need your voice out there. We need your, your analysis. We need your interest. We need your care. We need your passion. And so I just want to thank you for doing this and having me on. And I, and I definitely want to come back on again. Um, maybe mm-hmm. we can do it later in the year and, and, and chop it up a little bit, but appreciate what both of you do. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And and I, hopefully I can meet you again in person really soon. So, uh, yeah. you know, anything hey, you need, let me know. You, man. Keep pushing. I know you got that first start. Keep, keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Awesome. Thank you guys. This is the believe in UCLA football podcast presented by bet online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.